This is Erwin Lazar, President and Principal Analyst at Metrogy, and welcome to episode 38 of our Metrogy Metrosite video and podcast. I'm excited to be joined this week by Micah Singer, who is CEO of Kermi Software. Kermi is a leader in the unified communications and contact center management um, and provisioning space with almost 4 million users under management. They're an Avaya, Cisco, and Microsoft partner. In this episode, we'll get Micah's thoughts on the communications and contact center market and how, and how management strategies are evolving to support hybrid work as well as migration to cloud-based communications. Micah, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Erwin. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here. Let's start with a little bit about yourself. Always, uh, I find it always useful to introduce our, our guests to our audience. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and how you got involved in the communications industry. Yeah, I mean, long story, I'll make it as short as possible. Um, you know, didn't didn't set out to be in communications. I was a psychology and political science uh, major in college, but really was drawn maybe into the, you know, the internet revolution and, and drawn into innovation. And so, uh, and telecom in the 90s and, and all the way through today is just, it's such a hotbed of, of, of innovation. You know, so much has changed and, and it's about communication. So it's, it's really fun. I started an international callback, which was a way for more international communications. And then I uh, got sucked into voice over IP and just the promise of uh, communication outside of the PSTN and, and what, what that promised. And, and Kermi has been really exciting because it's, you know, it, it, it's sort of once all these new technologies get to a certain scale, it, it, it's complex. It's hard to manage. And, and, and Kermi is another layer of innovation that I find really compelling. So you came over to Kermi about eight months ago now, I think it was, uh, to become CEO. What, what brought you in to or what got you excited about joining Kermi? Yeah, and, and and exactly that. I mean, the the problem I do. It's been about eight months. Um, I was on the board for three years before, so I was watching the company uh, progress and really, really love the technology. And um, I really think that the problem that Kermi's solving is a problem that's emerging and becoming larger and larger as there are more communication tools. Um, so it was an opportunity, um, uh, right place at the right time. Uh, I'm a, it's a, it's an international company, but really with a, uh, a strong foothold and origins in France. And I'm a huge Francophile, I've lived a bunch of years in France. And so, uh, um, you know, the telecom technology innovation in France uh, are a great blend. And, and it turns out I'm the, maybe the only candidate <laughs> for the job in certain ways, but, but it's been a great fit. Excellent, I assume you get over to France quite a bit. Quite a bit, yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. And 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 the company's expanded well beyond France now, uh, but still about two thirds of our of our force is in France. Um, I'm there every month or six weeks, and um, and you know, it's not just Paris. I mean, France. It's you know, the the heartbeat of the company is in Brittany, where we do our R and D and some of our pro services, and that's where IT is. And um, so so get to uh, get to actually travel around France quite a bit. Excellent. So let's get into a little bit of the discussion about UC management and how that's evolving. So in our research, uh, we obviously spend a lot of time going out, talking to end user organizations, gathering data from them. And we found, you know, hybrid work is here to stay. Obviously, there's a lot of holy war battles now over whether or not people should come back to the office. But when you think about things from the management perspective, 
what what is the challenges that you're facing and that, that you're solving with respect to supporting the needs of, of a hybrid workforce versus one that was predominantly either at home during the pandemic or predominantly in the office pr- uh, prior to the pandemic? So, so hybrid work is I, I love that word and, and it and it describes a bunch of different things. I mean, this hybrid is um, you know, in the office, at home, remote workers. That's I think how people use hybrid. Then there's systems that are on-prem and their systems are in the cloud. Um, and then it's just really um, hybrid, meaning um, you know, like uh, like like in uh, my, my brother's an agronomist, so when he talks about hybrid, he talks about genetic crossing, you know, different different breeds and sort of getting you the best solution you want of in his case plants, but in our case communications. So um, every worker is unique. Um, you know, just like when you surf the internet, you know, Google throws you ads that are things you want to see, not that the person sitting next to you wants to see. Um, communication tools you use, um, if done right, are unique to what you need to use. So, you know, it's not just here's a phone number, here's a phone, here's 10 features. Um, everyone has the features they like, but not only that, they have the different tools they like, whether it's uh, ways for digital signing, someone does some like uh, graphic design editing, you know, people are using Canva. There's all these cloud tools and then collaborations expanded it out quite measurably um, uh, beyond, you know, the document sharing, chat, uh, libraries of emojis. I mean, you know, these are all things that uh, we each have preferences for. So so the hybrid work is, for me is about getting each worker the tools that they want from a very, an increasingly large selection of options in the communications field. It makes sense. You know, when, when you you're initially answer that question, you, you sort of talk about hybrid in, in multiple different ways, that it's not just hybrid work from the location perspective, but also where applications are living and uh, what, what's on-prem, what's in, in the cloud and, and what's uh, potentially converged in, in, in terms of both the, you know, delivering applications that are partially on-prem and partially in cloud, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and what, what the hallmark of this is there are just more and more applications. So, um, so, you know, how do we, how do we chat? Is it just teams? No, often we use three, four, five different uh, tools for chat. So um, that has to be managed um, depending on what, what our role is. And especially in big companies, everyone has a different slice of what they do. So um, there's more and more and more great tools which is more and more and more complexity, um, which is uh, a challenge for IT managers and IT teams and the people who have to make sense of all this and keep us all happy as digital workers. So you know, this is where Kermie comes in. Um, you know, we want everyone to have the tools that make them most efficient, that, uh, that they like to use the most, that they're comfortable with, um, whether they're, you know, my mother who's just learned WhatsApp yesterday or, you know, the, the millennials who are using tools, are, you know, pretty advanced or, you know, people who don't even email anymore, you know, because they're, they're, or Facebook is old school. Um, so, so um, I, you know, this falls often to uh, this IT uh, admin group who is, you know, Kermie's target audience or user of our technology. Uh, and so our job is to make their lives uh, manageable. Um, while letting them make the lives of their uh, workforces they support, uh, getting them exactly what, what they want to use. Excellent. 
So in, in our research, obviously, we see a, a lot of trend toward cloud, but also, you know, still about a third of companies that, that maintain on-prem uh, UC applications. Um, the majority of those are, are planning on staying that way at this point. If they're on-prem still at this point in the uh, life cycle, I guess, of cloud, the, the, they probably have a really good reason to be there. So how, where does Kermi fit in in terms of helping companies with their journey to cloud or supporting these these hybrid deployment environments versus uh, the previous we talked about, you know, hybrid worker location? Non-judgmental, I think, is what we are. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, every company is a bit different. Um, there's different systems There's uh, that they use, like you said, on-prem or cloud. They're, um, um, their migration strategy can be, you know, rip off the Band-Aid or it can be more gradual. Uh, larger companies are generally more gradual. Um, you know, uh, less and less uh, of the inclination to impose on their workers, you know, rigid timeframes. So so this flexibility um, is something that Kermie has to support. So generally you find, um, you know, you mentioned Avaya and Cisco and Microsoft, uh, which are uh, you know, three UC systems, um, UC and collab systems that, that we we manage and provision. Um, often you'll find uh, one or two or sometimes three of those all in one company and, and many other uh, uh, systems for communication that are used. And, um, but they're each separate vendors. They each have separate worlds. They each have separate conferences now you have to go to. Um, but, you know, our goal is to uh, make it so IT admins can manage all three from one place. You know, we say single pane of glass. Um, uh, one thing we say a lot uh, is multi-vendor because more and more that's become the standard rather than the aberration. So these, these, uh, these IT organizations have to manage this complexity which crosses uh, brands and functions and departments and uh, and Kermi is is there to help uh, provision and automate those processes. That'd be a welcome uh, scenario to walk in and not you know tell IT well you know you have to move to cloud you know you can't continue to support the uh, the legacy environment you've got but here here what we're going to do is allow you to manage and, and move at your own pace or continue to support the different environment you have right? A absolutely and, and in fact I mean what you know we, we do we work a lot with Cisco and um, and I think you know Cisco is is uh, and and every company has their different uh, objectives, but they're they're in the process of of moving um, lots of on-prem systems to cloud. And um, you know for us managing both you know Cisco on-prem, Cisco cloud, and letting the organizations move at their own pace is important. But for Cisco, it's also important. I mean, they as much as they want things to happen, um, you know, they don't they don't control the IT departments at all these companies, and, and they want to they want to accommodate. So so I talk about multi vendor and cloud on prem, you know, but but and uh, but really even within one one vendor, one big important vendor, um, you know, this has been slow. I mean, Microsoft's been a bit faster you know, with with the move to Teams, and you know, I think organizations have ripped the bandaid a little a little quicker there. But um, but it's interesting to see it all and and to uh, to adjust to it. That's you know our our role and is to adjust to um, the requirements. So what are the challenges that normally bring customers to your door? You know, aside from the the multi vendor environment, what, what are the more specific operational uh, management challenges that they they typically have? So multi vendor, yeah. Um, uh, time time use. So so. Um, uh, as communication systems become more complex, um, 
there's and there's more systems for uh, IT provisioning administrators to to learn. Um, they need systems that automate so that simplify what they're trying to do on each system. You know, because a lot of it is is replicated or you know we call it packages. You know, you have a package for a salesperson, maybe a package for someone who's a developer in, within a big company or a package for a, a customer service agent. And so being able to simplify and then automate the provisioning of these different systems allows you to uh, get work done quicker. Uh, I, we have a thing on our website, we have a calculator that says something you save like, I want to say 50 to 80% of the time spent provisioning can be saved, which you know, if you have 100 employees, it's not a huge deal. But right when you have 5,000 or 10,000 or more, which is tends to be our sweet spot, um, time is 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 really valuable. Um, and you know, as they say, it's money. Um, but then also, you know, the other thing is money is money. So managing all these users, there's a lot of inefficiencies if you don't if you don't have uh, tools that let you see exactly what's happening. So your costs of licensing of users, of unused users, of people who aren't with the company or on leave or all these things, um, we let you keep a handle on all that and make sure your costs are controlled. Makes sense. And we've seen this in our research. We uh, published a study earlier this year, 440 organizations uh, based in North America, Western Europe, Southeast Asia. And we found that those who were using uh, third-party specialty tools for UC administration were seeing tangible benefits. So roughly about a, an hour uh, savings in, in initial provisioning, 37-minute uh, uh, savings in, in terms of the time it, take, mm. it takes to process, move ads, and changes. So to your you know, to, to your point, time time is money and, and time is time. And uh, obviously, a lot of companies are dealing with limited IT staffs and IT resources and struggling to optimize their environment, right? And, and, and below the surface also, I mean, the, the, you know, the two other things that go along with the, with the time savings are um, uh, automation reduces errors. Hmm. So, you know, this, uh, yeah, that's, that's often hidden, but um, it's easy to make errors when you're, when you're building complex and uh, provisioning complex systems. Um, and then the other one we hear a lot about, and it's, it's a little hidden, is um, uh, if you don't have some system that simplifies, you need quite skilled workers. And as you're dealing with more and more uh, communication tools, um, you know, you ha end up with silos of knowledge. So people who know how to provision on Microsoft or Cisco or Avaya or whatever systems you're using. Um, and then, you know, when they go on leave or leave the company or things change, you're out of luck. You know, you, you end up so so you need, you know, it, it's it's not about. Um, replacing people generally it's about making people more efficient and giving them tools uh you know I, I use like a car analogy you know if you're if you had to go in the engine and um and you know the things you do with buttons inside your car on the dashboard and what that corresponds to what's happening in the engine like we can't all be engineers that know to know how to do that so there's a button for it and uh and Kermi is you know uh, you know to, not to oversimplify it but we are we are trying to simplify it, and we are creating buttons that, that make it easy to do these complex tasks. So what do you say to folks who, um, you know, they say, you know what, I, I've got everything I need from my UC provider. I just use the, the Cisco inter, uh, management suite or, or Microsoft device, et cetera. Uh, you know, what, 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 do you, what, what do you see as the selling point that gets them to say, you know what, maybe I really do need a, 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 a solution like Hermes? You're saying that they have... Um 
they're using a single vendor and they have pretty simplified simple needs. Yeah, or that's their feeling is that they can do everything they need to do just in the administration tool that's provided to them from the vendor. I mean that that is great. I mean that you know, then that that's the ideal, and and a lot of these um, for them, if, if it's that simple, but that that's um, that seems like the ex exception rather than the rule uh, nowadays, because um, and again, especially as you get into larger companies where there's yeah. there's different needs, so then you say, well, you know, we have. 27 different types of packages or users and what they need and depending on what country they're in or what level in the company they're at or what you know again what role they're they have um so so size breeds complexity um and and often um you know that that sort of means that the people who have the simpler needs um uh, are in the minority nowadays, but but again, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to. The goal's the same. The goal is to provision the users with the tools they need. Um, if that's if if companies, you know, uh, have have simple requirements there, and and uh, things like, um, you know, there's great systems like Microsoft has a uh, has Teams admin portal, which is you know which can can do quite a bit. Um, uh, Cisco has Control Hub. Which is, you know, again, is is good for managing cloud Cisco solutions. So if you're just using a cloud Cisco solution, um, and delegation and other things, security aren't as aren't as important. Um, then you know you should you shouldn't uh, make your life more complicated. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a, an AI question. And I think every everything we do and publish these days, we have to talk about AI, right? Um, yeah, so yeah. how do you see AI and maybe generative AI impacting what, what you're doing at Kermi and, and the UC management space and contact center management space going forward? Yeah, so so Kermi, Kermi and, and, and some of the systems I mentioned, uh, you know, are start as provisioning systems. So, um, so humans make decisions, humans say, here's how we want to automate, here's what we want to group things. And, and that's great. Uh, but um, the promise of AI in whatever field you're in is that um, by looking at lots of data, um, machines can help us make better decisions. So, so AI, things like AI ops, you know, lets you know, like, is there a problem or are there conditions that could lead to a problem? Um, uh, things like uh, AI, you know, reports or AIs that look at reports of use that, you know, can say, um, you know, what are trends that we see happening? Where are places you can save money? You know, we, AI can see things that humans can't see or don't have the time to see. So, so that's really important data. And then uh, once you have that data, you need to do something with it. And that's where Kermi comes in. So, you know, some of the things we've introduced, uh, or we, I, we just saw a really cool beta where, um, where we look at all the data coming out of Microsoft Teams license use in this case. Um, and then we can make recommendations and say, uh, hey, you know, based on this, um, maybe you need to, you could, you know, recoup these licenses or recoup these uh, services associated with, you know, downgrade someone from an E5 to an E3 or or whatever, whatever kind of um, insight you can learn from the AI. Uh, Kermi can say, take that information, then give you a button to click and actually make it happen in real life. So, wow. so it's that it's AI tells you what's great, and then systems like Kermi are the interface to the machines that make it easy to actually take that AI information and 
you know, not just say that's great to know, but we've done it. I can tell you in our research, there's uh, often very little insight or knowledge of what kind of licenses people have. And I mean, you know, if you think about in the history of the telecom space, how many people are paying for uh, numbers and lines they're not using, um, even going back to the Centrix days of phone numbers you're not using and so on. So yeah, to be able to identify and, and make, uh, uh, identify what, what's being used, how it's being yeah. used, and, and hopefully make more intelligent purchasing decisions. It's another way to save money like you talked about earlier. So, so I think um, I think that uh, w we talk a lot about provisioning, um, huh? and and that's what and Kermy does that. And then we also talk about I think you said at the top that we're in the business of service management, and service management is is something um, well beyond provisioning. I think it combine you know, I, I call it optimization. I mean, and so it's I think it's another way of saying service management, but but it's provisioning plus um, you know it's uh, cost management um, plus its performance management and all this information comes in from different sources and uh, and a lot of it can be automated I mean and you know back to the car analogy I mean you know your car is always telling you stuff because it's monitoring and you know now it's, there's a lot of computer chips in there and and so it's giving you information and sometimes it's just doing things like if you brake too hard it stops you from you know it stops the brakes from putting you into a skid yeah. so Great example. Um, uh, th that kind of optimization is really exciting, um, and and it's you know it's in business it saves you money, it saves you time, uh, it, it it nets you better performance, and so that's, I mean that's where uh, that's where Kermi is well positioned to move to and starting to move. Yeah, I like that analogy. It's 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 giving you information that you can use to make more effective decisions, but then also automating where it makes sense and where you you know you you can trust the the solution or the platform to to handle automation, right? Absolutely, yeah, and it and it's cool. I mean, and and it's um and 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 we 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 exist in an ecosystem, so you know we, we don't we don't do uh we're not a monitoring company. There's actually a bunch of great companies that are well advanced in that field. Um, um. Uh, but but you know, there are ecosystem partners and and the data they produce is you know we we can help make it actionable for them so it's 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 a uh, we're we're symbiotic with these other systems um, and we're downstream from systems like uh, ServiceNow and ITSMs that you know people open tickets they want an answer they call does a call to Kermi we provide them information we let them make changes and then it reports it back so. Uh, so we're we are uh, we're we're in the engine, we're uh, Very cool. we're we're keeping track of that engine. Excellent. So uh, putting your uh, looking into your crystal ball, I guess. What what do you see as priorities for the next six to twelve months? Uh, where are you focusing your efforts at, at Kermi? What you know, one of the things I mentioned is just proving that uh, that that we can uh, uh, convert uh, data into action in Kermi in a ways that are beyond just you know basic provisioning. Um, one, two is, um, uh, integration is really important. So, you know, I talked about the complexity of more and more systems, um, you know, because of where we're sitting, we have to be able to integrate better to, and more easily to more and more subsystems that are out there. Um, whether it's, you know, expense management systems or, um, I don't know, systems for call recording or just other other communication systems. So so that uh, the tools for integration for us are you know better APIs, which we've had APIs for a long time, but there's ways to simplify it, make it more accessible. Um, 
better uh, uh, software development kit, SDK. So just a way to put tools into the hands of the enterprises and partners who we work with. So, uh, you know, make it easy for them to do more and more complex integrations. I think that's where, where everything's moving. Um, and then uh, one thing we've been good at, and, it, and there's, there's, no, um, there's no stopping now, is uh, customization. So large enterprises have a certain way of doing things. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's like you said if every, before, if, if everyone was using one system and doing it simply, you know, uh, systems like Kermie might not be necessary. But because big companies have a certain way of doing it and want to keep doing it the way they're doing it, whether, you know, because they're stubborn or because it's great for their business or, you know, whatever reason it is, um, usually it makes sense. Um, we have to support that. So making um, customization easier on Kermie is something that we internally, we call it simplification. <laughs> so it's a good word, um, but that that's really important. So making our software more configurable um, for, uh, you know, end users and documenting it better and just making it more accessible. Very cool. So as we wrap up, uh, any closing thought, you know, call to action that you'd like to suggest to our listeners and where can they go if they'd like more information on Kermie? I, I think, I think it's, you know, if you, if you're a bigger company an enterprise out there with probably 2,500 or more users and you're an IT admin and you're starting to see, you know, that, uh, maybe some external system could help. I think it's worth having a demo. It's worth going to our website and signing up for a demo. It's uh, kermi-software.com, K-U-R-M-I-software.com. Um, and uh, it can't hurt. Um, our sales process is extremely consultative. So generally we get to know you a little and, um, you know, and, and try to advise you on how our system might be useful or, or maybe you don't need it. But, uh, but I think it's good to explore this. And, and I think it's a, it's a trend. So like I said, as complexity uh, arrives more and more uh, uh, with digital worker management, um, I think you should know about these things, whether you are ready to put one in place today or it's something you need to have in the back of your mind for the future as, as the problems become more complex. Excellent. Well, that wraps up our episode 38 of our Metrogy Metroside. I'd like to thank Micah for joining us. And as he mentioned, check out Kermie at kermie-software.com. Uh, and if you like this episode, please share with your friends and colleagues. Please remember that we publish our Metroside on a biweekly basis. So check out our archives on YouTube or on your favorite podcasting app. And uh, with that, we'll close up. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Erwin.